Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be episode number 34. How do you say that in Espanol, Crystal? I have no idea. I don't even have the first clue. I can't get the 10, I don't think, in Spanish. I don't know anything after 10. I took French. And we had Dora the Explorer on when the kids were small, and I still don't know how to count to 10 in Espanol. So you can find us on social media platforms if you just go to any of them and look for the user at Scary Savannah. You can find us on the web at scarysavannahandbeyond.com. That's and a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's almost like the company I work for right now where I have to spell it yeah. out for people. And you can tell by my accent that it's sometimes hard to enunciate words and letters in a way that they'll understand. Yeah, Siri never understands anything you say. This is true. I can ask I don't anything. know why. It understands me. We have the same accent, but... It, every time you talk to it, you just get so frustrated because I do her and Alexa. Her and yeah, I yeah. don't want to say Both these words girls. because oh, you yeah. know uh, Spybot yeah. will hear us and they're gonna listen in. Call us an Uber or something. It's happened before. Mm-hmm. It has they happened. We were in our bedroom Uber. one night and we were just talking about something. We weren't even addressing Alexa, and then all of a sudden she started screaming from the other room. <laughs> there were yeah. no Ubers available in your area at this hour. Exactly. And then it tried to tell me how to go to Walmart. And I know where a Walmart is. It should know that. Yeah. Please buy my lovely co-host a coffee. She's in desperate need of caffeination. Yeah. Right now I'm drinking water. Yes. Sparkling, sparkling water. water. So this is what they call in the world of Hollywood, where we live currently, magic effects. So you think it's coffee, <laughs> but it's not <laughs> it's coffee. It's too hot for coffee. It's way too hot for coffee in this I'll little I'll drink studio. an iced coffee though. I would too. But we're drinking sparkling water. So if you would like to fund that coffee fund, we would appreciate it. Look at the little icon in the bottom left-hand side of your browser, and you can click on that and donate to her coffee fund, and that would help support the podcast, and we would appreciate anyone that is willing to do that. Also, I would like to call out, um, and I'm probably saying this wrong, but uh, Typho Sindel left us a review and said that they are wanting to move back to Savannah. They currently live in Delaware and gave us a really nice five-star review. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a review. It means a lot to us to hear from people that enjoy the show. Yeah, I like five stars. She is a big fan of five stars. (laughs) She's okay with four stars, but anything less than that just makes her sad. No, like why would you do four? Like I don't get it. I get one, I get three, and I get five, but I don't get two or four, like... Now, they don't make sense. Well, sometimes when I'm on Amazon and I look at reviews, no, I sometimes a trust a four-star review more than a five-star review because if it's a five-star review, it might be a bot. So Could a four-star be. review might be somebody who actually uses the I product. I don't think a bot cares enough to leave us a review. So I don't know, Crystal. <laughs> I've already seen that uh, Alexa and Siri are watching us. So maybe okay. this is an elaborate hoax perpetrated yeah, upon Alexa's us Alexa's listening by right now and we're currently getting- government we're currently getting like four star reviews nonstop. Right if that now. happens, then we'll know. Yeah, we'll know. We'll know what's the truth. So, Crystal, how has this week been going for you? It's been going really busy. That sounds like every week, but this <laughs> yeah. one was a little bit it's more busy. It's already Wednesday. Yeah. And because we had a benefit for one of our local bartenders, Doug White, who has cancer. He also happens to be James Cannon Jr.'s uncle, which he's been a guest on our show. He has. He's a good friend of ours. 
Yeah. So uh, we had a benefit at the YMCA and it was a huge turnout. They had a dunking booth and dodgeball, which was really entertaining. Drinko. (laughs) Drinko. Which is like like Plinko Plinko from Price is Right, except Mm -hmm. you're playing for, I'm assuming, fifths of alcohol. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. And live music, which you were a part of. It was really good. I was a part of it. They had several bands show up, and I was part of the coalition that uh, James founded. Uh, I sat in with him and uh, a, a, another musician. The Dead Sea Prophets. Yeah, played some bass guitar. They actually were able to raise... Well over $20,000. Yeah, that was amazing. But he, as a service worker on this island, because we told you before we actually live on Tybee Island, they obviously have issues with insurance and such, being able to afford such things. So this money is going towards his medical expenses. So if you would like to donate to that fund, it would be greatly appreciated. And I'm going to pop up a link to how to do that. And it'll be in the show notes as well. And And on social media. And on our social media also. And you can also go see me playing music and pictures of me and Crystal hanging out yeah. at the uh, event. And it's uh, it was a good time. And uh, it was very... The funniest part was the dunking booth where they auctioned off the mayor and yes. uh, some of the local bar uh Oh, they auctioned owners. off the mayor? I think so. She I didn't was see there. that. I saw the town manager. She was there. And I think she was on that list. But I, was, I got there after that. But yeah, I saw where they had the uh, town manager, the city attorney. Yeah. I don't know what all these titles are. And I don't understand government. The uh, One of the local bar owners was the biggest draw. It was yeah. hilarious. There's he had a his bar life on this owner. island that we his would like jacket. to go to called Nikki's. Mm-hmm. And the owner of that bar actually donated a lot of money. Yeah. And he was the one that brought that dunking booth, oh, uh, paid he? for it to come oh, in, nice. I, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's nice. the case. And uh, he fetched, I think, what was it, twelve or thirteen hundred dollars? It was over eleven hundred, yeah. So, so yeah, just him alone. So, so was, we live in a good community. Yeah, so if, this uh, community is huge about giving back to their own and helping each other out when they need it. So, if you're visiting Savannah, Georgia, we love sure Savannah. We're there you all the time. Tip your service workers. Tip your service workers and come check out Tabby Island because mm-hmm. that's where all the fun happens. Yeah, it's that a fun isn't time. Haunted. Well, it's haunted. Yeah, it is. Just not we quite got as haunted. There. We haven't got to that episode There'll be yet. an episode yeah. soon. We the dodgeball was quite entertaining. I haven't seen dodgeball since uh, school, so. Oh, yes. This was, was fun hilarious. because all these people are our age-ish. They're like running around older. with like Miller lights yeah, in their hands. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they've got like, oh gosh, it was hilarious. Beer. It was what they, they call. They don't want to drop your beer while you're getting hit by yeah. a ball. It's what they call in the business a horrible disaster. Yeah. And, but it was an amazing horrible disaster. One team disaster. was clearly uh, outmatched. It was very clearly so. Unfortunately, yeah. I couldn't be involved because I had on sandals. So well, All you had to do is kick them off. Everybody was barefooted. Yeah, well, just don't look for the technicalities, okay? <laughs> so you want to tell us a little bit about what we're talking about this week? Yeah, we're going to talk about another house. We've talked about some pretty impressive ones on this show, including the Los Filos Murder Mansion and many mansions here in Savannah. But I think this may be the most impressive one I've found so far. It's the Winchester Mystery House. That place is crazy. Yeah. It's a National Historic Landmark that's had over 12 million visitors. That's about how many people we have on Tybee Island any given Saturday into summer. Yeah. This Queen Anne Victorian-style house is over 24,000 square feet and covers 4.5 acres. Not, Not like the house in the yard. 
No, like just, just the, house. the house. That's insane. Imagine cleaning this place. Like how many people would that take? Nightmare. Man, probably at least 250. Oh, yeah. I, I, I literally just made that number up. That's I don't probably know. probably about right. It features over 10,000 windows, 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, many maze-like hallways, 160 rooms, 40 of those rooms being bedrooms, 2,000 doors. Wow. 40 staircases, six kitchens, three elevators, and two basements. And a partridge in a pear tree. I'm sure it has that. I got six of those. They're on the third floor. It also has two ballrooms because every mansion has to have a ballroom. But imagine having so much money that you have a second ballroom. So I wonder how that worked for them. They'd be like, well, we could have the event in the casual ballroom. But if you want to get a little bit more formal, we'll go into the formal ballroom. This is my life goal. I want to have a house that has a ballroom. We can make a ballroom out of the kitchen. Let's do it. Just put a disco ball up. That's not a ballroom. I always just have to move the table around, you know, <laughs> create a little room on the floor. Yeah, ballrooms are just ball so up. elegant. Maybe like, have some streamers and some confetti cannons. No, that's what our house is like already. It basically it's Christmas is like lights that. and Christmas flamingos. Lights, flamingos. Mm-hmm. None of it makes sense, but it makes sense. Well, at I the try same to time. take the Christmas lights down, but y'all are all like, no. Don't you take look, down my Christmas lights? It looks good. Okay. It's beautiful. We'll talk more about the oddities of this house later, but for now, let's talk about its history. Sarah Winchester was born Sarah Lockwood Party in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. Her father was an accomplished carpenter, and during the Civil War, he made a fortune for the family by providing the Union Army with ambulances. I'm assuming these were like wagons type things. <laughs> Here's your ambulance. And it's like <laughs> they didn't have cars. Two tree so. branches tied to some <laughs> old wagon wheels, and you know maybe they use some berries to paint. Like I'm sure it was red innovative. Cross on it. Yeah, it was something. It was innovative for the time. They didn't have cars yet, so I don't know what kind of ambulance it was, but. Apparently it was innovative. Yes, and it made money. Sarah was a brilliant child who by the age of 12 could speak Latin, French, Italian, and Spanish. So that's pretty impressive, don't you think? Like I think that's incredibly impressive. And 12? I think people back then usually were at least they educated people back then. Yeah, like how could do speak you, at least a couple languages. How do you learn all those languages? I don't know. If the movie's anything to go by, I think it's because she's a Ghostbuster. But <laughs> we'll find out because we're going to review that coming up soon. She grew up to be quite the socialite, attending the female-only college that was part of Yale University. Remember, they didn't allow women in actual Yale University back then. Is that the one that had the skull and bones? Or is that a different do. university? They do. Was she in that? Yes, she actually. Um, Am I family, ruining your story? I didn't. Uh, I didn't put it in here, but the, her family was heavily into the Masonic. Um, Once again, stuff. big Illuminati. Yeah, considered quite attractive at the time, she was a very petite woman, standing only four foot ten. That is very petite. Mm-hmm. She was sometimes called the Belle of New Haven. It makes sense with her social standing that she would marry someone equally as impressive, and she did. In 1862, she married William Wirt Winchester the only son of Oliver Winchester. I'm sure everyone is quite familiar with the Winchester brand of guns. More familiar with Wirt. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the Winchesters from Supernatural. Why would I say that? Of course, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) I just want to say Mary Winchester the whole time we're talking about this. this, Because she's a character on a show called Supernatural, if you haven't seen it. Everybody's seen it. Everyone listening to this podcast probably has. Yeah. 
So Oliver Winchester was a savvy businessman who, along with a partner, created a successful clothing company. He then acquired a rifle company using a hostile takeover. This was soon rebranded as the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. So what kind of hostility are we talking here? Is it like buying up stocks or is it like showing up with a couple repeaters and this being is like, not this like, is how this is going to go? This is not like the mob type stuff. This is all corporate. All, all right, corporate. boys, it turns out I'm going to own this place now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. That's not when that was. No. Probably been more like, all right, boys, now we own this joint. Well, You're this- just going to have to accept the name change. The Wirt Company. <laughs> That's his son, William Wirt. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The firearms business was quite profitable, and their best-selling model, the Winchester 1873, was called the gun that won the West because it could kill more people faster than any gun manufactured at the time. It could fire up to 15 rounds without having to be reloaded, where other guns, you know, you would constantly have to be reloading, so that was a problem. The Winchester guns were used by the likes of Buffalo Bill, Annie Oakley, and President Theodore Roosevelt. Sounds like an impressive group. Yeah. I wonder if they could have got them together. It could have been like the West Coast Avengers. (laughs) That would have been cool. During the Civil War, the company fortune grew and so did the Winchester family fortune. In 1866, Sarah Winchester gave birth to the couple's only child, a daughter named Annie Pardee Winchester. But tragically, the little girl died at only five months old due to a condition known as marasmus. I've never heard of that. What is marasmus? It's a protein energy malnutrition that basically starves the body. If you've ever seen children in third world countries that are just look like they're starving to death from malnutrition, that's what she had. And like, it's that's not awful. because they weren't feeding her, obviously. It's just something her body could not was, process the food yeah, or something. Couldn't process the food. It was very sad. Sarah and William were devastated by the loss of their only child, but tragedy would not leave the family alone. In 1880, Oliver Winchester died and left his company to his son, William. Work. Work. However, William, who was only 42, died only a few months after his father of tuberculosis. Consumption. Yeah. All this loss left Sarah in mourning for basically the rest of her life. She inherited her husband's company, which was worth over $20 million, which in today's money is nearly $550 million. Wow. That is a lot of money. Yeah, that's... Just money, but also 50% of the stock in the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which brought her a passive income of over $1,000 a day, which is nearly $28,000 a day in today's money. So she was rich, rich. She was like Elon Musk, kind of yeah. wealthy for the $28, time. $28,000 a day. Can you imagine? He probably makes that much in a second. Rich people sometimes tend to be eccentric, and it seems Sarah was a little of that. She spent the next three years after her husband's death traveling abroad trying to find some peace of mind. She ended up visiting psychic mediums to try to connect to her lost loved ones and find some solace. It's reported that she was told by a medium that she needed to move from New Haven out to San Jose, California and build a house to appease the spirits that were afflicting her. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. It's said that these were the spirits of all those who had been killed by the Winchester guns. Sarah believed that there was a curse on her family because of all the violence from these guns. She believed that these spirits had caused the deaths of her husband and daughter. She felt a great deal of guilt over it, and she took the medium's advice and moved out to San Jose, which is about 50 miles south of San Francisco on the San Francisco Bay. She purchased an eight-room farmhouse and almost immediately hired a construction crew of 20 men to begin work on what would become a true marvel. She paid them three times the going rate for the time. Pocket change. Yeah. Sarah insisted that construction continue 24-7, 365 days a year. 
you imagine like the construction noise? It seems like something that would happen to me. It'd be like, well, yeah. somebody moved in next, next door. door and they'd be like, well, well, I've got orders from the spirits. Got to tear this house down <laughs> and I got to build a palace. Now well, we can't ever be done with this palace and we ain't going to stop building it at well, all. The good thing was at that time, the land was about 165-ish acres that she had. So there were no neighbors close by. She was disturbing. I mean, well, now that land's been sold her. off. But yeah, it, she was out there. She believed that if construction stopped, the spirits would kill her. It is said that she would go into her seance room every night. Yes, yeah, she had a seance room. She had a seance yeah, room. Yeah, just one. You just told me this room has like 160 rooms. She <laughs> yeah. probably had a casual seance room. Yeah. <laughs> and then a more formal seance room when you want to talk to the more distinguished spirits from the other side. Every night she would go into her seance room and communicate with the spirits and they would direct her on what to build next. She spent an exorbitant amount of money on this house. Estimates are around $58 million. Is that today's money or that day's money? Today's money, I believe. That's still a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Though after her death, it sold for just $135,000. Man, just the lot would be worth more than that in yeah. a place near San Francisco. Oh, for it? sure. I've seen these house flipping shows or whatever, and they'd be the, you know, a house out here that if you're out in the Georgia countryside, it might be two hundred thousand dollars and then you go to san francisco it'd be like well that's 9.6 million dollars yeah. yeah i saw a house and today. that's if you want doors we yeah. don't give the windows to you at that price i saw this tiny house today on on one of those shows and it was eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars before it was renovated and i'm like it's basically a closet where is this house where's the plumbing well the plumbing's outside <laughs> in the river <laughs> so there were no blueprints for this house sarah directed all the construction herself under the guidance of these spirits she had doors built that lead to nowhere. Like when you open one door, it's just a concrete wall behind it. Like on a cartoon. Mm -hmm. She had a window built into the floor. That's a little weird. She had staircases built that lead nowhere, all in an effort to confuse these restless spirits. She you thought, think they're stupid? Who told her that this would confuse them? The mediums. Oh, yeah. Well, they probably got paid handsomely, I imagine, yeah. for this so, information. Like, they were coming to try to find her and they open a door and it's a wall. They like, can't get to her. Well... <laughs> well, there's a window on the floor. What's this about? You know, because, you know, the spirits are. I guess she never heard of paint blue paint. She could have painted the ceilings with this that. This is what happens when you don't live in Gullah Geechee country. Right. There are large doors that lead into small rooms and small doors that lead into large rooms. This is very Willy Wonka to me. One door opens directly to a two-story drop straight down. That'd be the one I'd open. <laughs> yeah. How about Chris? I gotta go get some <laughs> There are skylights covered by other skylights. There are upside-down pillars featured all throughout the house. I don't know what that's about. It's confusing the spirits. They think they're on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. They're like, wait a second. I'm on the ceiling. The window's on the floor. Which ballroom are they in? There's two that might be rooms. why. That's what like they're, they're the having a party like, in one ballroom and the spirits like in the other. She's thinking about like stairs confusing them the whole time. The spirits are standing there like. <laughs> this party was supposed to stall I'm today. I'm not quite sure why there's two ballrooms. <laughs> this is very confusing. <laughs> there are skylights covered by other skylights or by a roof. So that defeats the purpose of the skylight because there's a roof above it. <laughs> Maybe it's a convertible. <laughs> You gotta flip this little button and it opens the first skylight so the second skylight has access. Some rooms have balconies built inside rather than outside. These must have been some stupid spirits. And be like, what what's what is it with these why does she think that they're capable of killing her if they can't figure out how to walk up a flight of stairs? They'd be I like, I don't know. I'm coming for you. I'm c oh no, these <laughs> well, stairs like, don't go nowhere. Well, like, yeah, some stairs just lead straight up to the ceiling. That's, and then where do they go from there? That's the ceiling. <laughs> 
Yeah, what are they ghosts? Do? They just walk through the walls. There are rooms built to look like boxes inside other boxes. So you'll go into a room, then inside that room is another room, and inside that room is another room. You know what this is starting to sound like? What? A Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, it could be. There's a door that when you open it, there's another door, and behind that door is a safe. And inside that safe, they say the only thing they found was her husband and daughter's obituaries and a lock of her daughter's hair. I remember that scene from the movie. That was probably true. Like they expected to find something like really valuable because it was behind a door and a concrete door. Yeah. And then a a heavy duty safe, but her like her will or anything. Why would she need to secure money? She's got so much money that she could probably have them steal everything in the house. And she'd be, oh no, they stole $11 million. Whatever (laughs) shall I do? Oh, I just made it back. Passively. Sarah also slept in a different bedroom every night to try to avoid these ghosts. You know. I really don't have anything to say at this point. <laughs> she was also very superstitious about the number 13. She used it many times throughout the house. Many of the windows have 13 panes. Many of the staircases have 13 steps. Many ceilings have 13 panels. The chandeliers have 13 lights. And there are 13 bathrooms. And in that 13th bathroom, there are 13 stairs that lead up to it. And there are 13 windows in this room. So you're telling me this place has 160 rooms and 13 bathrooms. Yes. So, yeah, I read that only one of those bathrooms was functional and like she had a shower in that one. And that was really like cutting edge technology at the time. Was the shower head upside down? No. <laughs> Were there 13 of them? <laughs> Probably. She also had her will divided into 13 parts and she signed it 13 times. She sounds like me with the number 27. You have 27 wills? Uh, yeah, you'll find out. I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> in her seance room, there are 13 hooks for the 13 different robes that she wore during her nightly communications with the spirits. All at the same time? Yeah. She wore 13 robes at once. Yes. So she sort she of looked cold. like one of those cartoon characters where you just you take know, one thing like off and yeah. Three guys thing. standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And okay. On April 18th, 1906, there was an earthquake that killed over a thousand people and it damaged the house extensively. This is the major earthquake in San Francisco. It was like, I think the deadliest earthquake. In America's history. Yeah. Sarah was stuck inside her daisy bedroom and her staff had to dig her out of the rubble. Sarah was so frightened by this and was sure that the angry spirits had caused the earthquake. Since much of the upper floors were damaged, she demolished them, leaving it only four stories high rather than seven. So, can you imagine this place was seven stories tall? A little bit more modest. It had, like an, it had an observation deck on the seventh floor. Was it upside down? Mm, I don't think so. And maybe. Were there 13 observation decks? No. She decided to continue to build onto the house outwards instead of upwards. And that's why it's so huge now, like why it covers four and a half acres. Okay. She spared no expense when building and furnishing the home. It's quite impressive. Everything is high-end. Everything is elaborately decorated down to the doorknobs and the door hinges. You got to make sure to check out the photos we're going to post on social media. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. I love it. I want to go there so bad. Construction continued on her home until her death in 1922. Overall, construction lasted 36 years. That sounds like a nightmare. Like, can you imagine... 
Well, How I guess the sleep? house was so big, she could probably be about a quarter of a mile away yeah, from the construction. Yeah, I guess so. Like, it, have them work on one. It was like she would have a room built and then have it torn down and redone just completely differently. Do you think she was of sound mind? I don't know. Because if not, perhaps Maybe. she didn't mind the hammering. Maybe. I just think she was very eccentric. I don't know. Maybe... She just really believed what she was doing was keeping the angry spirits at bay. She lived to be like 80 some years old. So maybe I'd like to get really <laughs> rich, not just because I want a lot of money, but just to see what I would be like if I was more eccentric than I am as a not rich person. Yeah, that would be interesting. I bet I would be something to look at. Yeah, you would. Shortly after Sarah's death. In 1924, Harry Houdini, who we talked about a little bit last week. He's going to be on every episode, regardless of whether or not he's involved from this point forward. Yeah, I got to some find way. some way to link him to everything. Don't worry about it. So when he, you get to the serial episode, oh, I got it. you. <laughs> he visited the mansion because he was on a lecture tour to speak out and basically debunk spiritualism. He believed that psychic mediums were misguided at best or con artists at worst. There was a lot of talk about the spirits at the Winchester house. So he joined a medium there for a seance on Halloween in 1924. Because of course. He never released a detailed report of his experience there, but he did get credit for giving the name of the house, the Winchester Mystery House, as we know it today. What did they call it before that? Just the Winchester house. Just the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't really have a name before that because it wasn't popular. I, I guess, guess they weren't selling tickets at the time. Not yet. And so he like when he was talking to a newspaper, he said the Winchester Mystery House and they, they rolled with it. Do they have any audio recordings of Houdini's voice? I don't know. That'd be interesting. I've never heard any and like I've never seen any clips. It would be in the early days. I would like to check that out. I'm yeah. going to investigate that. For our Harry Houdini episode. That we'll probably do. Next week. No. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. These days, the house offers a tribute to Houdini's visit with Houdini's Spirited Escape, which is an escape room inside the property. Which is actually just being inside the property. Yeah. Because how do, you, how get do out? you get out of this place? Can you imagine trying to find the ice machine in this place? Oh, my gosh. It'd be yeah. like, you know, in some hotels, you're just like, well, you go up to the floor above yours and go down six doors to the right. This one would be like, all right, first thing you got to do is you got to go upstairs Turn left at the first staircase. It goes upside down and backwards. Don't take that one. Go to the one beside it that goes left, then right, then left, then right, and does not go up or down. I don't think they have Southern accents and in once California. You get there, They're Valley people. And once you get there, <laughs> what you're going to have to do- Take the 405. Is take the 405 to the San Bernardino. To the San Bernardino Highway. And when you see this purple door on the 17th floor, you open it and fall 16 stories to your death. And that's where the ice <laughs> machine is. We do not have a California accent. This, this is so how hard. I interpret That is so hard. I can't valley girl. Like, I'm sorry. Like we've heard the sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, yeah. where they're like talking about the roads. Yeah. It's like, that's so hard. But it's like when people try to do a Southern accent and they don't have one and you can tell it's fake instantly. Like on the TV show, anyone listening to this is in the heart. If you ever watch True Blood and you hear oh Bill's my accent, gosh. he is not from the South. No. And definitely not from Louisiana. That's hilarious. So Zach Bagans, who we've also talked about before, he has his haunted museum in Vegas and he's the star of Ghost Hunters. He visited the mansion and brought along a medium named James Van Prague to conduct a seance to try to summon the spirit of Sarah Winchester. I remember what you told me last week about people with three names. You can't trust them. 
According to the show, he did successfully make contact with her, and she said she was very happy that the house has so many visitors. So she had, I guess she like had some foresight into like future. Maybe this will be a tourist attraction. Who knows? It's going to make me some money. (laughs) Even though I'm dead. Sounds good to me. Time Magazine has ranked the South Bay attraction among the top 10 most haunted places alongside the likes of the Amityville House and the Tower of London. And the McDonald's on Broughton. Today, you can visit the Winchester Mystery House as it is open for daily tours. There are special tours on Halloween and every Friday the 13th. The Friday the 13th tours are flashlight tours. And the Halloween tour is a candlelight tour. So you have to make your way through the house with only candlelight. I just want to do that so bad. I know. I want to take the Halloween tour. I think we should. You can stay all night and tour the mansion and enjoy a complimentary breakfast for as low as $175 a night. That's extremely reasonable. I think that's a steal. So guests today say they hear creaking footsteps in empty rooms. Some have had their clothes tugged on. And some report seeing maintenance workers that are completely transparent. A ghost named Clyde pushes a wheelbarrow or repairs a fireplace in the ballroom. He's wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat. How do they know his name's Clyde? They just name him that. People often go to the staff and tell them they really enjoy the actor pretending to repair the fireplace wearing the white overalls. But there has never been any actors hired to play a man repairing a fireplace. Okay. To be fair. Maybe there's a guy living there <laughs> dressed like this and nobody knows he's there because the house is so big. He might be living in, in the 14th basement. This would be like the perfect place to squat because how would they know? They wouldn't know. They'd never be able to find you. There's so many like passageways and things. You yeah. could just keep moving. You would just walk down the hall and open the door and you'd be like, what's this? A third ballroom? <laughs> I didn't even know this was here. So the staff hears this quite often. So they just gave him the name Clyde because he's always there. Sounds like a maintenance kind of name. Yeah. Here are a few accounts of people who have had supernatural experiences at the Winchester Mystery House. This person, who calls themselves V.S., says, We were in the house in the spring of 2017 shooting video of various locations. When we went to the editing bay to put the footage together, we were surprised to find that video taken of the various boilers in the basement had a distinct ripple effect in the middle of the shot. Footage before and after did not contain this type of video static, and it was only centered in the center of the frame, almost as if something was walking in circles in front of us. Mm. So they got video evidence. Yes, of circles. (laughs) KC says, I often hear footsteps going all the way up the main staircase and then stopping at the top, but there's no one walking up there. This is probably one that leads up to the ceiling. I was standing in her bedroom once when suddenly I heard noise coming from the cabinets in the dressing room nearby. The cabinets had been closed, and they're very difficult to open, especially in a short amount of time. When I got into the room, all three cabinet doors were wide open. I checked every place a person could hide or slip out, but there was no one. That would be kind of scary. Kind of. Kind of. Not as scary as the things we've seen. It says that the ghosts here are friendly, like the ones usually in Savannah. They're just mischievous. They're not not like, like the Marshall House ghosts that no. don't like you. No, they're not out to kill you. So if you're out to be scared and you're coming to Savannah, stay, stay at, at the, the Marshall House. House. So this house is definitely intriguing, ghosts or not, and we definitely need to plan a trip out to California, maybe with a stop in Vegas. Or hear me out, we just go to Vegas. 
but I want to go here. <laughs> yes, I do too. We, we should. already have a trip planned to Vegas. We should go to So let's both. go from Vegas over to California. Yeah. It's not that far. We were almost in California. We could have driven to the border. We could have, just to say we've been there. So that brings us to the portion of our episode where we insert the graphic right here. What, what we're, we're watching. watching. So, keeping with the theme of this week's episode, we decided to watch a movie that's very loosely based on this story, and that would be the 2018 thriller horror movie, Winchester. Yeah, I've never heard of it, but when I was looking for a movie related to it, I found one that was just, yeah. yeah. One that was almost directly related to the subject matter. You got really close. Yeah, I did. It was as close as we've been. This movie is set in 1906. That's and- the year of the earthquake. It is. It's almost like they like did they that on that. purpose. Yeah, they did. Based on the scene at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah. And it takes place at the Winchester Mansion. It seems the Winchester Repeating Arms Company is unhappy with Sarah Winchester. She hates that her family built their wealth on instruments of death and is trying to atone for this by building a house where the spirits of those slain by their weapons, can come to try to find peace. She is trying to take the company in a different direction. As a matter of fact, there's a scene where a guy's thumbing through a catalog for Winchester products, and right beside the repeating rifles and things of this nature are roller skates. Yeah, she thinks those are safer. Yeah, slightly safer. Slightly safer. I don't know. I've seen a lot of injuries on some roller skates in my time. I don't know if that really happened. She didn't address it. And I'm just going to assume it did because I want to. (laughs) So if you know where I can find some authentic Winchester roller skates for my personal collection, please contact the podcast at our contact form on our website. I'm getting on eBay right now. Nice. The Winchester company doesn't like where she's going with things. And they think the best plan of action is to have her evaluated by a physician who will determine that she is not mentally fit. Mm Mm-hmm. And thus, they will, I guess, regain control of the company from her. And they do hire a man who just happens to have a little bit of a laudanum problem. Who didn't? I mean, come on. Every (laughs) movie I've seen that's in this time frame, they're always taking the laudanum. Tombstone. Yeah. White Earp. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. All three of the ones we've seen. All three of them. All three of them. It's your top three and your top five. So he comes to the house and he is to stay there with her and to evaluate her to determine if she is fit to be in this position. And it turns out that he finds out that she actually hand-selected him for this because it was going to happen. So she picked who she wanted to do it. Now, why she picked this specific man, there is a reason. Mm-hmm. But we can't tell you we don't because it'll ruin the movie. Yeah. Once he gets there, it doesn't take long for creepy things to start happening. Yeah. And this movie has some jump scares. Yeah, it did. And they're not, you know, you can anticipate jump scares yeah. a lot of the time, but some of these I didn't see coming. Yeah, one of them scared me and the dog. Yeah, and it's not like you, you don't expect some of the stuff that happens. Yeah. And I think it was done pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I usually think jump scares are yeah, just a kind of a cheap hate, way. I usually hate jump scares. It's usually a cheap way yeah. to try to make it feel like it's scary scary Mm -hmm. it's because obviously a jump scare is jump scare i mean i can go to a youtube video and see a jump scare on a car commercial and i'm like oh this is the most terrifying honda i've ever seen (laughs) they do it to good effect in this movie mostly so crystal we've watched the movie we did 
You've watched the movie. Uh-huh. You have a rating. I do. There's some dog treats involved. There are. Can you please elaborate there, there on this situation? nine of them. Nine dog treats. Nine. So please tell me, why do you give it nine dog treats? And uh, how did you feel about this movie? Okay, I give it nine because we watched it on Tubi or some such nonsense that's free. And when you do that, you have to watch commercials endlessly. And they come on right in the middle of a scene. Like, there's no warning. And so it made the movie two hours long. That's not the movie's fault, though. I know. That's why I'm not taking away that much for this. Okay. But I'm saying the movie runtime was too long for me because of the free service. If you just watched the movie, I think it would have been a lot better. Maybe we should have just rented it. Yeah, I think we should have paid the $2.99 for Amazon Prime or whatever it was. So I thought it started out really slow. I was getting bored really quickly. And I'm like, if I hadn't been watching it for this show, I probably wouldn't have watched it. But I would encourage you to watch it because it got really a lot better after that. It did. It they did. took like, a while to establish. Yeah. and But once they did, it was a really unique storyline. I thought they came up with a good concept for it and you just get, they tie it all together. And I just think it really came together. I would watch it again. If I were me. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're not you. So I won't watch it again, probably. Next time I'm you, I might watch it. Okay. But Coffee would like to give a rating for this as well. She gives it 12 out of 12 dog treats because it put her right to sleep. She nuzzled up between us, laid out like a baby, and snored and wagged her tail the whole two hours. It was a good movie for her. She loved it. So I'm actually going to give this movie a 10 out of 12. Oh, he's got to one-up me. It, and I think it was interesting watching this movie because she came at it from the viewpoint of knowing the actual story. Mm-hmm. And I knew of the existence of this house because it's a very popular house, but I didn't know the story. So what I learned was from the movie. And I see now that I've seen the movie and I've heard the actual details of the story, why the number 13 significant in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because apparently in real life, that was a significant number to her, yeah. they take the story of why she builds these rooms, which is not based in the reality of why she did mm-hmm. it, but the script writers came up with an interesting and unique reason for her to be building these rooms. The main character, the physician in this movie, when his story comes all the way around and what happens at the end mm-hmm. and how it's resolved, it's like, well, that was really clever the yeah, way they did that. I, I thought it was a, a good bit of story writing. I personally don't love extremely gory and graphic things. Yeah. I mean, I can watch it, but I like more psychological type movies. Uh, that's what this was. It wasn't like blood and guts. Yeah, it was PG-13, yeah. so they could only do it so much. wasn't even any language in it, was yeah. it? and I don't yeah. feel like it needs it didn't that kind need of stuff, it. honestly. Mm-mm. And it was a good story and paced fairly well once you get past the slow part she's talking yeah. about. And you want to see where it's going. And it's interesting. When it gets near the end, you can sort of see where it's going. And I actually, for the first time in the history of ever, made a call about this movie that even she didn't say like 10 seconds before it happened. Yeah, you're like, I think that. 10 seconds before it happened, I called it and I was like, yep, I was dead right. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, I am now a fully fledged film Horror fanatic. I'm a horror fanatic. Horror fanatic. That is so much better than a fanatic <laughs> that it's not even classified oh, no. yet. I need coffee, people. Yes, please. Make sure to get her the coffee. (laughs) 
go to the website. So overall, we recommend that you watch this movie. It's like I said, it's not going to be an award-winning movie, but it was an entertaining horror movie. If you're into psychological horror, yeah. Now that you know, now that you know something about the Winchester Mystery House, it's interesting to see it because they did actually film a lot of it there. Yeah, so so you can can see see some of the rooms and stuff. It's really cool. So yeah, watch this movie. Watch the movie. And that brings us to the portion of our episode that we like to call Layla and Coffee Talk. Okay, so this has also been an eventful week for the dogs, right? It has. Or at least the dog. Yes, it was time for Coffee's annual checkup. She just turned two and she got to go to the vet, which anytime we take them anywhere, they just love it. They see their leashes coming out. Oh, she loses her mind. You have to put her in a headlock and you have to put the leash on her. I should post a video of what happens when we say the word and not just say the word, but when she sees. Yes. I'm not even going to say the word because they're in this house. Yeah. Don't say it. They'll hear you. She loses her mind. It's hilarious. So this is what happens when we try to take the gentle beast on a walk. I present the gentle lead. She so very gently takes the leash and we just put it right on her. Just right just right on her. You know, she she's so easy to, to work with. She's very, very calm about the whole situation. Right? Right? You just want to put it right. You gotta put your leash you on. Put your leash on. She's not excited about wax in any fashion. We'll start a fight. Oh, ow. Okay, that's, that's gonna not work. So I got her, and whenever we separate them, which is very rarely, they cry. The other one cries when they're so Layla cried the entire time I was Hours. gone. Hours. Yeah, she cried the whole time I was gone. Because they're never apart. And the only time we do is when one of them goes to the vet, because I can't handle both of them because they're so, well, Layla's so big. She's a big horse. So I can't handle both of them. So I only take one at a time to the vet. So I took coffee and she was such a good girl, which was so shocking because she's usually a little psychopath. And she... That's funny <laughs> you say that because the other night we call her coffee and we call her coffee bean and stuff. But she responds to the word psychopath just like it's her name. <laughs> yeah, we found I that call out her the other that night. Lot, yeah. He's like, you little psychopath. She's like, yeah, she got she got excited. So it's a girl, and she she is perfectly healthy, and she weighs a whopping fifty three pounds. What a piece of blubber! <laughs> That's more than like ten pounds more than she weighed last year. I can't really maneuver her like I used to could. No, I was gonna try to pick her up and put her on their scale, which isn't very high off the ground. Like you put them on it, and then it raises them up. They raise them up. The tech whatever had to help. Like she just yeah. had to pick her up. I couldn't do it. Well, when you take Layla there, they're probably going to bring the forklift out. <laughs> they and will. Get her up on the scale. There is no way I'm lifting Layla, but she wouldn't walk up there. Layla usually walks onto it for me, but coffee was not having it. But she just sat there and let them cut her toenails and everything. Take blood out of her. Yeah, paw, they, right? they checked her uh, for heartworms, so they had to do a little blood sample. She didn't even notice it. She was so good, and they're like, "Wow, she's so pretty and she's so well behaved." And I was like. Not she's normally. A psychopath. Yeah, usually she's a little psychopath. And like another little dog came in for its checkup or whatever, and she didn't even react to it. I and bet when you saw the dog come in, it was you a were little thinking, pug. Oh, it's over. Yeah, she usually loses her mind when she sees another it was a dog. Pug. It was a pug. Speaking of pugs, 
So yeah, it was a pug and she was, she didn't even react. I was shocked. I guess she was just so overwhelmed by being out in public again that she just didn't know what to do with herself. She's reemerging in public and, yeah. you know, it shuts down the mental functions yeah. of the yeah, dog. Yeah, she's been in quarantine for a while. So Layla just cried the whole time, you said. Yep, she laid in the floor and cried for two to three hours. It wasn't two to three hours. Felt like two to three hours. <laughs> And then uh, I drove through McDonald's with coffee, and she was very happy about that. She and I'm a surprised. little bit upset because they did not offer my dog a pup cup. They didn't. McDonald's, you got to step up your game. It's okay, not Starbucks. Step it up. And this wasn't the haunted McDonald's. I no. don't know if they offer pup cups, but no. we'll see. No, Eventually, I'm going to order something from the haunted McDonald's. The reason I don't is because if I'm in Savannah, I'd usually eat something else. But if I was going to eat McDonald's, they have a drive through window, but it's on a sidewalk. It's not a drive-through window. It's a walk-up window, which I've yeah, never seen. Yeah, it's a drive-through walk-up window. Yeah, you can't drive your car. You have to walk up to. Well, it. that time that me and Robbie were playing in my band across the street over there at that place, we were talking about getting in the car and just driving up on the sidewalk to see what you would happen. <laughs> Who's going to stop the car from going on the sidewalk, Crystal? I have never seen a McDonald's with a. You know what window. kind of mental state we were in at that time? Oh, so I do. It's uh, we could have <laughs> drove a car up there. You could have. It would have been great. But I didn't drive the car, so. Okay, so you can find us on social media, on all platforms, looking for the user at Scary Savannah. You can visit our website if you go to scarysavannahandbeyond.com. Please buy Crystal a coffee and help support the podcast. It is very much appreciated if you do. You can see she's got her lovely Layla and Coffee Talk mug with the lipstick stains on it, which That's is how, how I know can tell mine. which cup is mine. <laughs> Just click on the little Yours icon. Mine have lipstick on it too. In the bottom left hand corner of your screen on your web browser, and it's very easy to donate to the podcast in that way. We would also like to mention our merchandise giveaway for the month of June. We've made this very simple now. You don't even have to know anything about our podcast to yeah. win merchandise from our podcast. <laughs> you just go to our website, click on the giveaways tab. It will take you to a form. You are needing to enter a few bits of information. Click submit, and you're entered into our monthly giveaway where we will give you the option of either a t-shirt in your choice of size and color or a coffee mug in one of three different designs that we offer. Our original logo, the Layla and Coffee Talk mug, and a new alternate logo that I created, which looks like a guitar pick slash yield sign. Did you order some merch from that? Not yet, because I was waiting for your permission to do it. Oh. As soon as she lets me, I'm going to buy some. So make sure to check that out. We announced the winner on the first episode of the following month. Yeah, if you've entered before and you didn't win, you can enter again. Yeah, keep entering. If yeah. you have not won before, you can win no matter how many times you've entered. Yeah. You Just only, keep entering until you win. You only need to enter once a month. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't, because it's it's not one of those kind of giveaways where it's like a hundred different entries. Yeah. It's going to give you any more chance of winning. Yeah. It's, you only need to enter once. And I would say you do need to enter each month. So yeah. if you did not win for May, yeah, you need to do, and you want to be in contention for it, go ahead and enter again. So we need you to enter for each month. Yeah. And then you can win. Can I win? I no. want. I want. Um, do we have a tumbler? I don't know. I need one. Well, if we don't, I'll look into it. Okay. You can also find merchandise such as shirts and hats and things of that nature on our website. If you go there and click on the store tab, it's going to take you somewhere where you can get access to those wonderful pieces of gear. And we have just a few of the Scary Savannah 20 coupons left, which will give you a 20% discount on items in our store. 
If you'd like to call the podcast, you can call us at 912-406-2899. That's 912-406-2899. That goes directly to voicemail. You can leave us a message and let us know if you want to. You don't have to be on the air, but if you'd like to be on the air, then you can be. Just say what you want in the voicemail. I'll edit that part out of it, of course. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, story ideas, want to talk about how um, cool the Braves are, maybe? Hashtag know. for the A. Yes. It turns out we're Braves fans. I don't know if you guessed at this point in the podcast or not if you're watching the video, but yes, we are. Yeah, they've been on a long winning run, so that's why we're wearing our Braves gear. Yeah, yeah. Go Bravo. 17 out of 20. No, now it's 18 out of 21 they've won. Yeah, at the time of this recording. Yes. Hopefully by the time the episode comes out, it'll be even better. I hope so. You can also find exclusive episodes on our Patreon page. So go to patreon.com forward slash scary savannah and you can help support the podcast for as little as $3 a month and get access to exclusive Patreon episodes that we are updating on a fairly regularly scheduled basis. Yeah, it's kind of been busy. We're going to get it back going. We are. We've got several episodes on there already, but we will be adding more. It's just, there's been a little bit of delay and we focused on our main podcast. And we've got some more stuff in the works to add to Patreon at some point. We do. There's going to be more and more content. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) We're going to be unstoppable. Conventional weapons will not stop this podcast. He's getting more RAM for his computer, so that should make it. I did. It's going from 16 to 32 gigs. So I don't know what that does, but apparently it's going to make this process faster. It makes me like Thanos when I got the fifth Infinity Stone. Oh, great. So the sixth infinity stone. All right. This will be the seventh infinity stone. There's seven? No. Oh, I didn't think so. It's going to be madness. <laughs> One last thing. You can find a thing on our page. It's called Ask Us Anything. Go there, click it, and enter in. We want to hear questions from you. You can ask us anything. You can ask about the podcast. You can ask about the area. You can ask about what the coolest ghost tours to go on. Anything you want to ask, we would be happy to answer and we can ask who our favorite Braves player is you can ask who our favorite Braves player is if Crystal turned around you would see who's her favorite player give you hints number seven send those in we'd love to have an episode covering questions and answers yeah when we get enough questions we're going to do an episode of question and answers so I guess that's just going to leave us with the one last thing join us next time in Savannah where the ghosts and the good times live on but you know who don't Clyde and you know why he don't? Because he's wearing that odor hat? Well, I'll tell you why he don't. That's because he was hunted down by none other than the likes of Buffalo Bill, Annie Oakley, and President Theodore Roosevelt, the new West Coast Avengers group. <laughs> and guess what? What? I've been invited. To Let's California. Let's go to California. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.